What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Kira Knights. Today, we've got Nathan Crawford as Tannel. Yes. All right. <laughs> we have Wheatley. Hi, I'm Noah A, and I'm playing Wheatley, the gift blood hunter. Uh, Wheatley was orphaned at a young age and taken in by the Kira Knight Academy where he learned to hone both his mind and body to hunt down the aberrant creatures of the Astral Sea. Now an eight-foot-tall, hippo-headed quartermaster, Wheatley travels the stars in hopes of learning more about his people. All right. And then we have Elias. Yep. Hey, everyone. I'm Noah H., playing Elias, who is a... Uh, <clears throat> who's a Hexblade warlock that has been essentially raised by uh, an order of knights in the nearby capital. Um, but, you know, sort of has recently left that official knighthood life behind for a period of time uh, to serve as a Kira knight and uh, accomplish some of his own goals, we'll say. All right. Sounds good. And in our last session, you guys realized that uh, one of your other crewmates, Maka, who's the navigator, uh, was captured, and not necessarily captured, more a part of the test, uh, was taken, and you have to go rescue him. Uh, you eventually landed on Kiranaut, the original planet um, that all this kind of stems from, uh, that's been decimated by war and elemental magic and all that. You ran into some rock people who traded you some rocks that you had found, some of them coming from a essentially a space outpost. And you found the cave that Maka was in. Now, as you stepped in and kind of like walked into this cave, you noticed that the braziers and torches kind of came to life and created some creatures in front of you. Now it's time to roll for initiative. Ooh. to see what my initiative is let's see plus two so 17 also a 17 nice 10 10 okay a little less nice a little less yeah. a little less lit all right well along with that let's see for Tannel and Wheatley, what what are your dex mods? Uh, mine's plus four. Mine's plus two. All right, we are going to have Tannel go before. Okay, so what? Uh... Oh, I didn't say you were first. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So you see that this um, kind of dwarf-looking fire guy. Uh, starts to walk close. Let's just walk up to you, and brandishes its warhammer, uh, ready to make a strike. On to who would have been the first one that walked in? Not me. Uh, I know Roger's in there. Roger, Roger was in there and then came back. I do believe. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's chilling, but uh, I was in the back. Yeah, I assume first one was probably either me or Wheatley. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Okay, well, we'll go with Wheatley. Sure. Uh, he kind of grabs grabs his Warhammer with two hands and makes a swing at you. That's going to miss. All right. <laughs> and then we're on to Tannel. Um, so, what else is there? I know we got big dwarf guy. So there's this like dwarf fire guy. There's a couple of magma methods, a little like what's the best way to describe them? Kind of look like imps. Yeah. Describe them. Like mat imps made of magma, yeah. Yeah. And then you see two little like as well as two little like goblin guys made of magma. Are they all in the cave? Yes. Okay. Um well, I'll just cast a mage armor on myself. Okay. Nice, nice. Uh, and kind of position myself um, off from the the opening of the cave. Mm-hmm. And just, like, stay, like, 
30-ish feet out of the entrance, off to the side. Okay. I'm not going in. Not yet, at least. And then what does what is your AC with Mage Armor, since it raises it? Uh, do, do. So I can't remember Mage Armor. It's 14. Mage Armor is plus 2. Yes. Okay, 16. Yeah, I'll double check. All good. All right, Wheatley, your turn. All right, I can see Maka's cage. Yes. And would it be within 30 feet for me to get to it? I'd say you could make it in 30 feet, yeah. Okay, so this is... I had to do some reading because it's the first time I'm playing a Bloodhunter, but as a bonus action, I will consume a mutagen that I have made. Okay. It's the potency mutagen, so it increases my strength by three, but it uh, gives me disadvantage on dex saves. Okay. Uh, I will say if you do move like straight towards Maka, you're going to be, uh, you know, the Azer can uh, make a swing at you. I would be okay with that. Okay. Usually has a pretty high AC. So. Okay. He's going to make a attack of opportunity against you. Okay. That's going to be a natural 20. Ooh. Um, would this be in range of me? Range of what? How would the range? Uh, like sixty feet. This is yes. definitely within sixty feet. Also, it might see seventeen, not sixteen. Seventeen. Gotcha. Sorry. Uh, I like to use my reaction and cast silvery barbs. Okay. What does that do? Um, the creature target creature must re-roll a d twenty. Okay. And use the lower roll, Ooh. and then I get to choose a different creature within range, and that creature has advantage on the next attack roll, ability check, or saving throw it makes within one minute. Okay, dang. That's a nice spell. Is... That's going to miss. That's going to be an 11 to hit. And then I will give Wheatley advantage. Ooh. Okay. Alright, I like that. Okay. So yeah, you see the um, Azur kind of grips his Warhammer and swings like he's about to make this like critical hit onto you. And then at the last second, this kind of like silvery mist goes in front of him. And he just, like, completely whiffs. Nice, nice. Alright, then I'll continue making my way to that cage. Yeah, you're able to make it to the cage just fine. Um, I'm fairly strong, so I would like to try and make a strength check to, like, break it open. Okay, I'll tell you, it is a metal cage, so... That's fair. I, I do have 21 strength right now. Oh, no, for sure. Go ahead. I'm just saying it might be a little difficult. That's okay. Uh, I know, uh, let's see, is it Tannel? It gave me yep, advantage. advantage. I actually already have advantage on strength checks as a gift, so maybe I guess it just doesn't do anything. I'll but... say you can just save the advantage. Okay, I'll do that then. Um, one second. Bonus is plus five at twenty one, so uh twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay. Um with a twenty-four I'll give you this. You don't necessarily, you know, completely bend the bars open, but you've made a decent amount of progress to like bend the metal open. Alright, that works for me, and I will end my turn then. Alright. Uh then we have the methods, the little imp looking guys. Uh, they're kind of hanging out by the cage. So they're going to collapse in on you a little bit weakly. Each of them is going to get one attack. Let's see. I don't think this is going to hit. Uh, let's see. Is a 16 going to hit? Uh, no. My okay. AC is 18. 18. Look at that. Uh, yeah. It's going to miss. Both of them are going to miss, actually. That, And then we're back to Elias. Uh, yeah. So just to sort of, like, get my bearings, mm -hmm. um, what's sort of the layout that I'm looking at right now? Wheatley's in there and just fucked up the cage, right? Yeah, and is bending the cage open. Okay. Um, and then the methods are on him. Methods are on him. Azer is up towards you, kind of, towards the front of the cage. And then the magmans are kind of just, like, creeping along the sides. 
Um, so I'm pretty sure I drew my like summoned my weapon as we entered this because it felt yes. Sus. Yeah, I think you um, did. So I don't have to do that. Uh, as a bonus action, I'll use my Hexblade's Curse on the uh, the Ezer uh -huh. guy right up here, uh, and then. I think I would just swing at him. Go for it. Let's see. Okay. That is a 7 plus 8 to hit. That's not going to hit. 15? Unfortunate. He's going to um, move his shield and just block it. Okay. Uh, I think someone can kind of stay in range of him just to like keep him off my, my wizard friend. But right. that's kind of all I got. Okay. Uh, the two little magmen, so little goblin-looking guys, are going to try to um, run at you and then get past. Um, and both of these are going to make an attack on you. They're going to reach out and try to touch you. Uh, one of them rolled a 13. The other one rolled a 23. I assume the 23 hits? Yeah, the 23 hits. Yeah. Um, let's see, it's going to be 2d6 of fire damage. Uh, 6 fire damage. Okay. And until you douse the fire, you are caught on fire, taking oh. some fire damage at the end of each of your turn. Okay. Alright, we're back up to the Azer, who's going to take a swing on you. Just because you're right there. Yeah. It's going to swing with two hands. That's going to be a 17. That'll hit. I have a 16 AC. Um, and then that's going to be a five damage total. As he hits you with it and a burst of fire comes out. All right, Tannel, your turn. Uh, how close are the little uh, magma goblins? I'd say about ten feet, ten feet ish away from the entrance. Um, I would like to cast frostbite on one of them. Okay. Uh, so they need to make a Constitution saving throw. Constitution save. Okay. And then what's the DC for them? Uh, the DC is fourteen. Okay. Uh, one of them fails spectacularly. The other one is going to pass. Uh, it'll just—it's just cast on one of them. Oh, okay. Well, then we'll just go with the one that failed then. Okay. So they take one d six cold damage and has disadvantage on the next weapon weapon attack it makes before the end of its next turn. They will take four cold damage. Four cold damage. Okay. Uh, and I'll just use my movement and keep like moving away from the danger. That's valid. That makes sense. All right, Wheatley, you are up, still up against this cage. The bars are, I'd say, about a third of the way bent. Okay. Uh, how many methods are around me? Just two. Just two. Um, is, like, Maka conscious? Can I see that? He looks conscious. He looks like he's just kind of sitting there. <laughs> um... Would I build uh, as a free action? Ask if he could help bend the bars a bit. <laughs> yeah, he says that he can do that, and he will start trying to do that. Okay, so he's um, gonna put his hand and start using his like barbarian strength to bend the bars. Mm -hmm. I will take a swing at one of the methods then. Okay. One second. You do have advantage on this attack. Yeah. Oh, true, true. Um, 19 to hit? Uh, yeah. Cool, cool. I'm swinging with my Warhammer. Mm-hmm. And I will deal 6 bludgeoning damage. Okay. Actually, sorry, 8 bludgeoning damage. I forgot when I'm holding it in one hand, I do an extra two damage. Nice, okay. 
And I think that will be it for me this turn. All right. Uh, these methods are going to each take an attack. Uh, one of them is going to, or actually, they're both going to try to cross point you. Uh, give me two dexterity saves. Sure. Okay, um, I had disadvantage on it, so I had to roll four. But, uh, one's a not natural 20, and the other's a five. Okay, so you're only going to take, um, the full damage from one and half damage from the other. Okay. That's going to be, end up being ten fire damage, as you kind of roll out of the way of one of the flames, but still get hit with the full force of the other all right all right and then we are down to elias mm -hmm. yeah we're in a little bit of shit huh <laughs> um how big is this cavern like um per se like so in my head right now we got like the, the little thing happening to me and then like the cage situation with the methods right yeah um let's say for some reason there was like a 15 foot radius uh sphere surrounding me um would that cover the other action happening um probably not caves about you know 20 ish feet long and so they're kind of down at the other end you're kind of near the front okay so like if there was like magical darkness in a 50 foot radius around me that wouldn't like fuck up the other 50 or 15 15 15 15 okay no 15 you'd be fine okay okay um yeah so that's my bonus action as er, my action this turn mm -hmm. i'm gonna cast darkness uh centered on like the the chest like the armor that i'm wearing okay yeah And I have Devil's Sight, so all the things around me shouldn't be unseen attackers, but should not be able to see me, I think. That makes sense, uh, yeah. yeah. You are also uh, on fire still. Oh, yeah, yeah. How do I douse that? I'm assuming that's an action. Yeah. Or okay. I'd, I'd give you a bonus action, but you have to uh, roll constitution save. Okay. Uh, I'll try to douse that as a bonus action then, because I just use my action to the darkness. Yeah. Roll me a constitution save. Cool. Uh, that is 12 plus 3, 15? I'd say you're able to do it, but you do take the damage still. So. Okay. I'll take that. It's going to be one fire damage. Uh, that's, that's manageable. I'll take that. Yeah. You and put it out, but, you know, still take a little bit of heat from it. Yeah. And then that's kind of all I got. That's my action. And Okay. Yeah. Can't cast another spell or anything. So, so these two little guys, the two magmans, are going to make their attacks... Um, they're going to have disadvantage on each of them, so let's see. We like that, we like that. Uh, one of them is going to miss, and then the other one, like, miss for sure, the other one rolled a 16. Uh, my AC is exactly 16. Alright, then you are good. Yo, let's go. They each reach out to kind of touch you and set you on fire again, but they are unable to. And then we're back to the Azer. He is going to... You know, do the same thing and kind of just try to bash you with his uh, Warhammer. And that's going to miss. As he Dodgy. cannot see in the darkness. And then we're back to Tannel. Uh, you've just seen this sphere of darkness, essentially. Just go around um, Elias. Yeah, I'll... Uh... I'll see that and decide to focus my efforts elsewhere and start to walk closer to the cave and see if I can get within 30 feet of uh, the methods fighting Wheatley. You probably have to step in the cave a little bit, but I would say you can. Okay, I'll, I'll step in and uh, I'll cast another Frostbite on the one that Wheatley hit. Okay. So it needs to make a constitution save, 14. 
It's gonna fail. It will Very take... badly. It will take five points of full damage, and it has disadvantage on its next attack. So, it actually ends up taking ten points of cold damage. Let's go. Because it's mm. uh, vulnerable to cold. Yeah. Nice. So it looks very fucked up. Cool. And uh, yeah, that, that's about it. All right. That's all I got. Uh, Wheatley, your turn. Let's see. Um, I would help get this cage open more, but I. I don't have a ton, a ton of HP, so I can't just sit here and let them attack me forever. Right, right. Yeah, so I guess I'll try and finish off the method that's low. Mm-hmm. Give me an attack. Um, 17 plus 7, 24. Yeah, that's gonna hit. Nice, nice. Alright. And I will deal 10 bludgeoning damage. This fucker's dead dead? Uh, and as you, what weapon do you have again? I have a warhammer. Warhammer. As you swing your warhammer, you bash that one into the other one, uh, dealing six damage to the other one. Cool. Uh, but I need to, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Sure. As you kill it. I have disadvantage, but I got a nineteen and an eighteen. So. Yeah, you're good. It kind of explodes as you smash it, and you end up taking three dam three fire damage. Okay. All right, down to the method. It's going to let's see if it gets its uh, breath weapon. It does not. Uh, it's going to just kind of try to claw at you again, and that's going to be a thirteen. Not going to hit. Yeah. Nope. All right. And then Elias, in his dark sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna continue the tradition of not having enough action economy to swing my glaive, <laughs> and uh, use my second spell slot to cast Armor of Agathis on myself. All right, what is your uh, AC bump up to with Agathis? Uh, it doesn't change AC. It just gives me ten temporary hit points. Right, right, right. Um, and when I take damage, while the hit points are active, uh, everybody around me takes 10 damage. 10 okay. Damage. Nice. Actually, yeah, yeah. Is it cold damage? Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. It's, wait, it is actually, cool. Yeah, cold. Let me check the, the wording on this, because I might have stated that wrong. If something hits me with a melee attack, it takes 10 cold damage. It's, okay. So it's not everything around me, it's just... But still. Yeah, yeah. Alright, uh, well... It is the Magmin's turn. So these little goblin guys, same scenarios last time. Not gonna hit. Not gonna hit. And then, you know, they both kind of like reach out to try and touch you and end up just touching each other. <laughs> Not centrally though, just a gent- gentle little like brush in the night. Uh. That is a little central though. There's tension, but nothing's really happening. Right, right. Uh, Azer's gonna, you know, try to use its Warhammer and smash you again. Um, that is going to be a 17. Is the list. It's going to make its attack. Hitting you four. Uh... 10 damage, exactly. Alright, so my Agathis is gone, but he takes 10 cold damage. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice little sizable chunk to his health there. Uh, also, darkness is concentration. Uh, so give me a concentration check, then. Yeah, is this a con save, or...? Yes, it's going to be a con save, and if I remember correctly, I think it's 10 or half the damage you take, so it would be 10. Yeah, I got 19. Yeah, that darkness is still going strong. Alright, Tannel. Uh, I'm going to... I think I'm going to hold my action uh, to cast another Frostbite on the Mesfit. 
hoping that Wheatley will uh, will move out of the way to not take uh, more explosion damage. Okay. What is the condition and, you have for when it goes off? Uh, when Wheatley moves. Okay. And, and I'll, I'll call out, uh, not looking too great there, uh, Wheatley. Maybe you want to take a step back and, and rest a minute. And I'll position myself and hold my action to cast Frostbite. Okay. Sounds good. Um, then we're down to Wheatley. All right. I'll use my free action say, all right, sure thing. And I'll try and kind of get myself closer to the... Actually, where are the, the goblin-looking guys? Those are over by uh, Elias. Okay, I will move away from the method and towards the... whatever. The, what are the goblin dudes called? Magmans. Magmans, okay. Into uh, Elias' sphere of darkness. Oh, shoot, I forgot that was up. I don't yeah. see. Hmm... It, okay, so I'm in front of the cage. If I stay there, I will take some damage from the method exploding. If it I, does. I will say, if it does explode, it's only a small explosion. Okay. So it's like everyone with it in five feet of it has to, you know, it's going to explode on. But if you're, you know, if you attack it and then take like a few steps back, you know, you'll be fine. Oh, that's true. I guess I'll do that. I'll make a swing and then I'll move. Gotcha. Uh, does a 15 hit? Yes, 15 does hit. Okay. And it's going to take 15 bludgeoning damage. Okay. <laughs> Cutting it real close there. Uh, Yeah, and then you, are you going to step away from it? Yeah, I guess I will... Step out in a direction that is not towards the darkness, but it is away from the method, if that's possible. Yeah, yeah, you can step, you know, a little behind something. Sure. Uh, it's going to make an attack of opportunity as you leave its range, though. That's okay. Uh, it rolled a dirty 20. Okay, that will hit. Okay. Uh, that is going to end up being... Uh, five damage total. Okay. As it slashes you, and then it kind of just, like, burns you as well. That's all right. Um, and then I'll move, like, ten feet away from it, I suppose. Yeah, that works. And then Tannel, that lets you cast um, Frostbite. Yes, I need a con save. Before I, before I make... Does it take damage on a fail? It does not. Okay. So yeah, this will matter. That's going to be a 14. The save is 14. <clears throat> it fails. Barely. But it fails. It'll take four points of cold damage. It's fucking exploding into like nothingness, I assume. Yeah. Because as you kind of like cast your frostbite on it and that cold sets in and hardens it, it kind of goes to explode on its death and just kind of like puffs out and then breaks into like little bits of ash and like snow nice all right and well methods are gone so now we're on to elias all right uh i can drop the darkness if we need um but yeah, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know you have reason. a lot of enemies over there. Yeah, you do have the rest of them on you right now. We'll probably need to help you at some point. Yeah, yeah. But if you're doing fine without us, you know, we can work on the cage. Oh, we'll see how I'm doing. Uh, I'll just yeah. swing, I guess, at the um, at the big guy in front of me. I'll mark him, so I gotta kill him, you know? True. You true. gotta kill him. Okay. 18. 18. That, yeah, that's gonna hit. Let's go. Okay. Gotta get the D10 out, you know. Okay. Hey, at least you have your dice this time. This is yeah, true. It's true. We don't have to riff. Okay. Uh, 10 plus 6. 
damage. Damn, yeah. that's a whoa. That's a lot. Hit. Uh, and then as you touch it, like you know, kind of hitting it with its melee attack, your melee attack. Uh, you take one fire damage as a burst of heat comes off of it. Ouch. I'm mean, going roll con, right? I mean, yeah. The DC is 10. I was just going to let it slide because it's only like oh. one little bit of damage. I mean, I'll follow whatever you say. But My whole thought on like rolling for that is, yeah, if you're taking a decent amount of damage, you probably want to roll for that. Okay. But it's also like you're not taking an attack. It's more just the heat of you attacking. Okay, okay. So it just doesn't make sense for you to take damage on that one. Okay. All right, and then the two little goblin magnets are going to make their attacks. First one, lowest he rolled, is going to be a 14. That is below my AC. Mm-hmm. And then other one is going to roll a 6, just going to not even close not nowhere near you. All right, uh, back up to the Azer. Um, he's going to use his Warhammer again, try to bash your head in. Uh, that's two 19s, two natural 19s, so a 23. Yeah, that'll hit. That will hit indeed. That's going to end up being nine damage. Okay, okay. How you looking? I'm at eight. Okay, you're not. You're looking a little bad, but he's not looking great either. Uh, you give me a con save on that one. All right. It is DC still of ten, but oh, I got a one. You got a one. <laughs> so it's like a four. <laughs> they can see me again, huh? Um, yeah, everything can see you. Uh, I looks around awkwardly. <laughs> darkness kind of goes out with a pop, and you look around like, you know, a deer caught in headlights. Is that the first, like, crit fail we've had? I think so. I think it is. I think it's also the first crit fail and the... F Have we had another natural 20 before? I had the, the first nat twenty. I remember. Oh yeah. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. I was about to say, did I? Did we really just like first of both crits on the same fight? But okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, yeah, we're down to Tannel now. You, the darkness is gone. You can see everything there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how far is this from me? Uh, like twenty-five feet. Or well. Well, you weren't up against the cage, so... Well, yeah, but I, I I was close to the cage, I guess. I, I'd argue maybe about 20, 25 feet, yeah. Okay, so everything's surrounding him, right? Pretty much the three guys. They do look fairly, like... There's one of the little magmans that looks like it hasn't been touched at all. One of... The, well, probably shouldn't say that. Um, One of the magmans looks like it hasn't taken any damage. The Azer looks pretty fucked up. Uh, and then the other magman looks, you know pretty fucked up and uh how's our how's our pal looking <clears throat> how's elias looking not good <laughs> okay yeah uh i'll uh magic missile at okay. the, uh, the azer all three yes okay uh roll me damage for it cool first one is Four plus the one, so five, another five, 13 total. Hmm. All right, uh, Nathan, kill him. Yeah, so I uh, I have my, my journal slash uh, spell book out, and I, I turn and I see the darkness drop, and just kind of everything's injured, no thought. I just slam the book. And three little missiles just like fly out as the pages connect and all dart towards the uh, the Azer. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, you see it kind of like shake a little bit and then begin to like crumble. Um, as the key that's around its neck kind of falls to the ground in front of Elias. 
Uh, Wheatley, your turn. There are still the two Magmans on Elias. Mm -hmm. Also, I think I gain HP when the Acer dies because I, I had the curse on it. think you do. I think you the, do. The number associated with that, according to Beyond's math, is 8, and I am inclined to trust it. Yeah, sure. We'll go with 8. I can check the math on it. Well, we're... Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um... Uh, but Wheatley, your turn. Okay. I will real quick turn to Maka and be like, Alright, you got this on your own? You gonna get out of here? Uh, yeah. He kind of go. I'm not gonna try to do his voice again because that was a little That's rough funny. on the last one. <laughs> um, he just kind of goes, Yeah, they also have a key over there. Shoot. And like points to the <laughs> Azer. All right, but it's much cooler if we break you out, right? Oh, 100%. Exactly. All right, now I'm going to run over to one of the Magmans, preferably the one that's not been hit. Okay, yeah, definitely can do that. And then I'm going to take a swing at it. Okay, uh, give me an attack roll. 23. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. <laughs> And 14 bludgeoning damage. Alright, um... You swing into that one. Actually, you know what? Based on the damage and cleave rules, uh, take them both out. I take them both out? Yeah, finish the two Ooh. little creepy well, goblins. Kind of swing my hammer and like a, like a rotate it around me so I can mm -hmm. hit both of them with one swing. I'll try and hit one into the other one. Yeah, you're able to do that. Uh, I need you and Elias to give me a dexterity saving throw. 19. Mm. Okay, so 19 and 2. 8. Okay. Um, give me... Uh, you forgot you gotta give me a second one, too, because there were two of them. Oh, true. Uh, the other one is seven. I also got a seven. Uh, for the first one, Wheatley's going to take ten. Elias is going to take five. And for the second one, you each are going to take three. Alright, I was at ten HP, so... <laughs> oh, shit. Um, <laughs> Wheatley drops. Yup. I... Uh... Is that as see damage one as a fail, or is that not how that works? I'm no, I. it's the same explosion. Okay. <clears throat> Usually in my mind it has to be like an attack that's going to make you take the fail. Yeah, that's Or fair. just another point of damage, not like the same burst from both of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Alright, I do a really cool move. <clears throat> both of them and then fall down <laughs> all right i don't know if this has been ever been done in podcast history kill one of the fucking main characters off in episode two <laughs> <laughs> all right uh what were you saying tano though uh i'm booking it over as soon as i see wheatley drops yeah you're uh, able to get there quickly and uh, i would cast spare the dying okay so we don't end up having a death first session yeah for nice. a second session nice, nice. yeah we're good <laughs> That just puts me at zero, right? Yeah, you're, yeah, stable. you're unconscious, zero. but stable. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Um, yeah, so you have an unconscious Wheatley here. Um, and a key on the ground. Yeah, and a key on the ground. Well, I assume this is the key for the... Yeah. I'll look over at the, the cage. Is it broken yet? It's not broken, but it's bent to the point where Maka's almost able to just squeeze out of it. <laughs> and you get the sense that the door probably won't open very well now. Yeah. That it's been bent. This is a trophy. Not a key. <laughs> uh, give me a perception check. Elias uh, and Tannel. Ooh. Natural 19 
plus okay. one. So 20, dirty. Also a natural 19. Uh, plus three, 22. All right, I will say, you both see this, there's a kind of a chest on the side of the room. Kind of like back towards the cage that you hadn't seen before. Oh, I suppose if nobody's using this. Yeah, you're the captain. Go open all the all the treasure. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll, I'll go open it up. Um, notably suspect of the random chest we found in the cage. Uh, Elias will sort of like let his glaive like dematerialize into like... Mm-hmm. It almost like fades into snow, and then will like snap his fingers as he gets close, and the mage hand will just kind of slither out. Okay. Uh, nice. And I'll try to get it open using that from a safeish distance because I have no idea what the fuck these guys did to it. Chest is locked. Damn it. Um, we have a key. We have a key. Yeah, uh, I'll use the key on it. Okay. Yeah. You, uh, it does. And as you kind of twist the key, it kind of dematerializes in the same way that the uh, Azer did. Okay. Uh, it would stand to reason that you could either unlock the cage or unlock the chest. Oh. Uh, well, we, we got the cage chest. open anyway. Yeah, the cage is kind of not a problem. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you open it and you see three potions in there. Uh, I'll look over. There are three and... potions and a map. I should say. I should say there's like a scroll that's kind of like rolled up in there. Okay. Um. Potion wise, okay. I'll uh, I'll call Tanel over for the potions, and just say uh. You seem like this is maybe something that you'd know. It, if not. We can just hold on to them and figure out what they do. But do you have any idea what these might be? What or like, is... yeah, I'm assuming they're not super obvious what they are. Yeah, like, is the what's the coloration of these potions, or can we even see? They seem to be a sort of like reddish pink. Yeah, with my intense, uh, very educated schooling knowledge, and specifically potions, um, these are red, and red means fire. So. If we drink these, they're like bombs. You can they're not really potions, you can probably throw them. Mm, okay. Do you wanna give uh, me an arcana check? <laughs> no, gonna... I've I've I am intentionally just bullshitting this. Like okay. I'm saying, yeah. Uh Elias, you can give me an arcana check if you want. I will also I would like to just for myself. I'm, I'm still unconscious, right? To... Yes, you are still unconscious. Alright, yeah, arcana check is two. <laughs> If I was conscious, I'd be very offended. Because uh, Wheelie's like a trained alchemist. Yeah, no, but you're not conscious. It was your channel and I can't do it. Yeah, mine's 24. <laughs> yeah, I got two. Um, so he's probably right, right? They're probably fire. No, they're fucking potions of they're healing. healing potions. Yeah, yeah, no, red means firebomb. Yeah, yeah, fire. Okay, cool. Good to know. Thanks, Tannel. Yeah. Uh, you, you grab the firebombs. Uh, I'll go ask Wheatley because I know he's into potions and stuff. They're very clearly just like little healing potions. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I wanna so am I grabbing these fire potions? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I mean are you? I mean Tanel told me to so Tanel's not grabbing them, I will. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're uh, safe. Don't worry. Okay. How you, many? You said three. There's three. Uh, you grab them, and as you begin to like put them away, you hear a voice in your head go, "Fire, boom, bad." <laughs> and that's all. Um. Daniel, do you actually want to hold on to these? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take him. <laughs> and I'll just jerk all of anyways. this responsibility onto him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take the, the firebombs. Thanks. Um, okay. They were really, um, they were, 
I, I got, I, I, yeah, I think, I think you should have these. All right. Um, and you see in there as well is a map. Uh, I will also take the map. Um, and once verifying that it is in fact a map on like the scroll, I'm going to like wait for Maka to sort of get out and just yeah. give the map to them. He, uh, Maka ends up just bending the bars the rest of the way open and like pushing himself out, looking a little bit peeved that he had to do all the work by himself. Hey, Wheatley started it. it. Wheatley did definitely start the bars being bent. Sorry, uh, uh, found a map that uh, I thought you might enjoy. Let me. He kind of takes it and checks it out, and he he goes. It looks like it's for somewhere around here. I think I remember them saying something about we have to go find the next. You know, for a bonus, we have to go find a crate or something. I don't know. I could find a crate. Um, you know, I I forget. Um, was there like a time constraint on this? Um... There was no time constraint. This is more of you know, do it when you do it with the you know intention and be quick, but like do it well. Um, I think we've kind of cleared out most of this area. Would you guys be? Um, we could take like a a, a little breather, you know. I'm taking um, a breather right now. <laughs> Wheatley's yeah, taking uh, some sort of breather. Wheatley's already on it. Yeah, we can wait for Wheatley to wake back up. Yeah, I'd give him one of these firebomb potions and see if it helps, but, uh... <laughs> I don't... Unless... Oh, you know what would be crazy? Okay. What if Wheatley heals with fire? Oh, that would be crazy, yeah. What if it helps oh. him? We could, call, we could call him Fire Eater Wheatley. Yeah. That'd be sick. Uh huh. We could. That would be. Oh, the propaganda for that would be insane. Yeah. And then we wouldn't even need like health potions. Could we just buy firebomb potions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, we could use them to hurt people or to specifically heal Wheatley. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's true. I, I just looking at him though, it kind of doesn't look like he'd heal from. No. From fire, but. Stranger things have happened, for sure. Well, I mean, worst case scenario, Tano just casts uh, Spare the Dying again. Yeah, <laughs> we could just <laughs> attempt to kill Wheatley. <laughs> it just fix him. Nah, we'll wait. I cast too many spells that I like, and uh, if, we, if we take a break, I get some back. Yeah, if we take a break, I get all of them back. <laughs> Yeah, the warlock asks to take short rest. Yeah, the wizard will not complain. Yeah, so if we're not doing anything specific here, uh, Elias will spend like the next thirty minutes to an hour. I don't know your exact time frame on it, but mm -hmm. sort of patching his wounds up. Uh, yeah, I'd say you have plenty of time for that. All right. Um, so yeah, you guys can essentially take the equivalent of a short rest. Yeah, during the short rest, Tano's gonna, uh, take out his, uh, you know, his journal, um, and the firebomb potions. Mm -hmm. And he'll, he'll jot down just a little, uh, like, synopsis of what's happened so far, and then he will also, on all of the potions, uh, Write firebomb, do not drink. Uh, just like in big letters. Mm -hmm. And he'll try to doodle like little skulls on them. That makes sense. Yeah, I'll put those away. Yeah. You're able to do that just fine. Um, I don't think you. Yeah, I don't think you regain consciousness on a short rest. Would he be able to roll for uh, hit die and heal that way? 
That's what I I'm forget. trying to figure out. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, I think you can. I thought you could. Yeah, I don't know if the if it's different for if you're unconscious. Let me see. Uh, I'm looking for my own hit die anyway. So for a long rest, uh, at least, uh, you have to have at least one hit point from the start to regain health. Yeah, I'm finding mm. the same thing. But that's stupid. Uh, what is Feed Wheatley a firebomb? Okay. Uh, you secretly feed Wheatley a firebomb potion. Uh, Wheatley, you heal for 2d6 plus 2 damage for health. Uh, Okay. Is it plus two? Yeah. Uh, heal for eight. Okay. You are up with eight hit points, and you can roll, uh, you know, any hit dice that you want. Um, as I feed Wheatley the, the firebomb potion, as soon as he heals, I'll get a lot of... Elias! No, what? what? Fire eater... Wheatley! And I'll like jump up and, and just get all like laugh and get all excited and show him the empty bottle. He did it. Holy shit. He did it. Fire, it heals him. Wow. Wheatley, did you. Did you know about this? You didn't tell us? Oh, what's going on? You, can, you eat fire. Well, I don't eat fire, but I can make fire. I will say, in your barely conscious state, you look at this potion, you realize very clearly, very quickly, it's a health potion. Oh, wait. Are, are you playing me for a fool right now? No. What do you... That's a healing potion. Well, for you. No, it's a healing potion for anyone. But no, it clearly says firebomb. Do not have you ever drink. Seen, have you ever seen pink fire? I ain't it's seen like kind of red. Yeah, but it's not like orange. Red means red. Red, means, red. red means fire, wee wee. <laughs> oh my, dear, don't you like do alchemy or something? Yeah, you don't. Why are you acting like you know more than me? <laughs> Your astral elf explaining alchemy to it. Listen, all I know is we found these potions, and they said firebomb. Do not drink. Oh, where they, to they say got that? these little. Where to head, say that? It shows right there. Where you Show don't know that I, you don't know that I drew it on, but it does say that. Wait, uh, did you just say that? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't say that. Oh, okay. this, this is Nathan saying that. I was like, did you just ask Taylor say? Now I did write it on, but you didn't <laughs> see me do that. No, Tan was saying that he started with it. He found them with them. I, see, I, I didn't. See. I didn't know these elementals knew common. How we talked to one of them? They could read and write. You talked to them. But yeah, the rocks. Them. Yeah, we talked to the rocks. But they didn't write anything. Okay, so you're just assuming they're <laughs> illiterate. <laughs> I'm just saying I have no evidence to support the this... idea that they are illiterate. Uh, I do. And it's this potion that says firebomb. And they, they're, they're fucking sick artists too. Okay, they drink these what, cool like, little skulls. Handwriting looks like. <laughs> uh, give me a history check. Sure. Ooh, it's my history. Plus five twenty-three. This definitely looks <laughs> like his handwriting. Now listen, we haven't known each other a long time, but we've had classes before. You know, we've worked on group projects. I know what your handwriting looks like, and that's your handwriting. He'll pause and like look at the the writing, and then tuck the potions away. <laughs> Dude, what hand? What are you talking about? No, these are these are just. They're I didn't write this. potions that you no, found. No, these are fire bombs. Because it sounds cooler. 
You can fire, call fire, whatever fire, you fire want, but... And we're gonna make a lot of propaganda about you. Are you trying and to, like, make money red. off me or something? No, maybe we could. Alright, that's okay, but I better be getting a cut. Fire, yeah, yeah, Fire Eater Wheatley sounds fucking rad. True. Now we need, like, a, a presentation. Like, we need to get an event together, and I'll drink a healing potion, and then I'll do one of my one of my tricks. And next thing you know, my eyes and my hammer will be glowing all fiery. Yeah, yeah, and we'll make actual firebomb potions. <laughs> and you, like, throw one down at your feet to show this a firebomb, and then you drink the other I one. I think that would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, then you throw it into the crowd. <laughs> oh, no. Firebomb the crowd. <laughs> Wheatley can firebomb whoever, whoever he wants. Okay. <laughs> You can fireball whoever you want at least once. Yeah, the consequences don't start till after you do it. This is true. <laughs> All right. Uh, at the end of your long rest, you know you're checking out the map. You realize that it's not, or not your long rest, your short rest. Uh, you check out the map and realize that it's not that far away from what you can tell. Um. Well, if we're all feeling in decent form again, I. Um... Might as well check out this crate, I think, or whatever this map points to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the you... map seems good. Mm -hmm. You guys walk outside, and outside in front of the cage, you see a kind of a stout, short and stouter um, looking dwarfish figure. It seems to be like half dwarf, half rock element, like earth elemental. Ooh. Hello there. Hi, hello there. What brings you to these parts? Yeah, just walking around. Heard some stuff coming up from the cave. Oh. Hey, um, are you, are you familiar with, with this cave? Yeah, I'm familiar with all these parts. Uh, well. Uh. Would you say, were you aware of what was in this cave? Yeah, more or less. Would you consider yourself friends with what was in this cave? I know. To never be friends with a fire elemental. Huh? Oh, yeah, in that case, those fire here, elementals. I, I just killed two of them with one swing of my hammer, and it blew up, and I got knocked back so hard that I was out for like an hour. That was the coolest thing I've ever done. <laughs> the second coolest thing was eating fire. Yeah, that was pretty cool, too. You yes. eat fire? Occasionally. I we can be mateys, then. I'll reach out my hand for like a handshake. He reaches his like rocky, craggy hand out awesome. and shakes yours. And he sees the map in your hands and goes, Hey, do you need a guide through the mountains? Are you offering? Yes. Especially for eradicating those fire assholes. I'll look back at my allies and sort of like raise an eyebrow. I, I suppose a guide would uh, help us quite a bit. Um, what do you guys think? Seems I think you're starting to get a bit western from hanging out with me. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah, your accent's pretty fabricated there, Elias. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, um, I think... I think we could use... I'll look back at the... I think we'd use uh, this new friend's help. I agree. Can I can I ask you what your name is, fellow? Yes, my name. It's Grant. Grant Grantite. Grantite. Well, Grant, would you be the sheriff around these parts? What? No, I'm a guide. Cause that's 
this mountain ain't big enough for the two of us. <laughs> That's where we're going to end the session. <laughs> Good lord. All right, well, uh, we will see you next time. I'm the DM, Knox. I'm Noah A. Wheatley, yeah. I'm Noah H. As Elias. I'm the sheriff. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see ya. <laughs>